0: then we're doing it. Uh, It's uh, the Let's Go Eat Show. Hi, I'm Bill Allred, and uh, we are uh, recording once again at The Daily, 222 South Main in downtown Salt Lake. If you've not been to the Daily, please do. It is open for uh, breakfast and lunch. It has takeaway food. All Almost everything prepared here uh, that you eat here at the uh, Daily is is made on site. Uh, the rolls, the I think they even make their own bread here. Uh, the, uh, it's all great. I'm, I've just been munching on a tuna sandwich. And when I say a tuna sandwich, you think, oh, tuna fish sandwich. No, it's a little different than that. It is a... Big, thick, big chunks of tuna, not stuff out of a can. It's its really good. Uh, and then they're open for um, breakfast. Uh, brunch on uh, Saturday and Sunday. It's the Daily 222 South Main. Now, uh, we are gathered here, brothers and sisters, to talk to two women who are uh, 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 very much into the arts, Uh, uh, artistic mainstays. Uh, Fran Prine has been a director and producer of theater here in Salt Lake for...
1: A lot of years. For, for decades. Decades. Th-
0: decades. We'll say decades.
1: We don't have to number the number of decades.
0: But but there are but many decades. Uh, and uh, are you the founding member, the founder of Pygmalion Theater? I am not. Your friend
1: Rep Fleming is. Rep?
0: Uh, yep. Nope. I went to college with Rep. Yep. She started, uh, and I didn't know that now that you mentioned it, we, we, uh, I interviewed her and um, another actress a uh, couple of, three years ago, probably two years ago, about a play they were doing. Yep. Uh, and uh, is she now she doesn't live here full time anymore, right? Nope. She?
1: She, moved to, she moved to Moab.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: She moved uh, to Moab and, and gave me the mantle.
0: Said, you take it and, and just let me act occasionally. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, and she's, Yeah, she's a terrific actress. I worked with her in college productions at Weber State.
1: Yeah, she's fabulous. She yeah. did Hellman v. McCarthy.
0: <laughs> oh, that's mm-hmm. the one. That's mm-hmm. the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also with us is Julie Jensen. Uh, I don't believe we've ever met, Julie, have we?
2: No, except we used to go to the gym together. I knew who you were. That
0: was... I was anonymous in those days, but I knew who you were. Was it... What now? Was it the old... Deseret Jim? No no, 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 not that long no. ago. No, no. <laughs> um, the Steiner. Yeah. Oh, it's Steiner. Sure, yeah yeah. 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 I used to go there quite a bit. Yeah. I should live very close to that. Uh, but anyway, Julie Jensen is a playwright and a playwright of note. Uh, been writing plays for many years. Uh, has decades. won decades. <laughs> let's say decades. Uh, won many awards for her playwriting. Uh, her plays are produced, I probably worldwide. I would think. They are. Yeah. Uh, and I was reading today that you had won a Kennedy Center Award for a play that you'd written. Which one was it?
2: Well, I've done t- two or three for them. Hmm. The, uh, what the play you're thinking about is uh, probably Mockingbird, which is a play about um, an autistic girl. Uh,
0: so. And you are from Beaver, Utah. Indeed, I am. Proudly so. Fran, are you from Utah? No, sir. Where from? Well, it's a long story, but
1: um, most recently, Denver. Decades ago. Decades Decades ago, ago.
0: you were in Denver. Yes. And then made your way west.
1: Yes, they gave me a lot of money to go to college here, so I came.
0: Ah, scholarship money for uh, the University of Utah. Uh,
1: That would be correct.
0: And what did you study there?
1: I studied theater and arts administration.
0: It's uh, a remarkable thing when you can... Make money, make a living, so, sort of make a living, doing what you love, isn't it?
1: It is. I wish I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you do okay, though.
1: I do okay, but mm-hmm. I also have this architecture gig on the side.
0: Oh, I did know that. Uh, you, so you're you're also an architect?
1: No, I'm not an architect. You're an architect. You own I, an
0: architect I, firm. I,
1: well, I partly own an architect mm-hmm. firm. Yeah, I sell architecture to people who want it, mm-hmm. big people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's kind of an interesting job, too. We could do a whole thing about that. You should. Yeah, I, I'd like to.
1: Architecture is fascinating. It really is. Downtown. And I,
0: it's something that I know just barely, just a tiny bit about. And uh, and what I do know about it fascinates me. And I, I, I um, for, some, for instance, I was talking to somebody about the Eccles Theater over here, the new Eccles Theater. And I said, well, that's a beautiful theater. And he said, oh, yeah, it's off by an inch. <laughs> and I said, what? what? I, he's a stage manager there or something. He said, yeah, none of the doors close quite right because it's off by an inch.
1: <laughs> That's troubling. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. That's architecture.
1: That's architecture. Yeah.
0: and engineering. Uh, Julie Jensen, how did you get to be a, a woman of the arts and a playwright uh, coming from the small town of Beaver, Utah?
2: Well, I, I was always doing theater, so, mm-hmm. so that was that was a
0: big help. Like high school it, it, and
2: yeah, I actually uh, helped found the Utah Shakespeare Festival back in the sixties. Um, with
0: Fred. With
2: Fred, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I acted at the Shakespeare Festival in 1971. Okay. 1969 and seven? No, 1969 and seventy or seven. Anyway, right in there. 71, 72. Two two summers. Uh And then a third summer in 1980. Wow. What'd you do? Not much. (laughs) Uh, I played uh, Trinculo in a production of The Tempest. Yeah. I played Sebastian in Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night, yeah. And then smaller roles and okay, yeah, cool. so uh, yeah, yeah. And I uh, had a wonderful time there for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but so you you always so interested I, in the uh, arts? I
2: was, I was always interested in theater and hung around theaters, did a lot of stuff. And then <laughs> I got to the point I graduated from high, from college and and I thought, well, this acting stuff. Either I I was auditioning for a. Um, Shakespeare Festival in California mm-hmm. Santa Cruz and I thought you know what if I don't get in there I'm quitting this I'm quitting acting it's hard yeah rejection so, uh, is awful yeah <laughs> so I
0: auditioned I, I really have to get you on top of that microphone too yeah yeah there you go I, I know it's it's we're having a casual conversation so the tendency is to
2: to kind of lounge yeah yeah, but,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I think you know I've talked to playwrights before who said well I started out as an actor yeah and Very shaman. And then sometimes it's. Uh, I just realized I wasn't good enough to be an actor. So, and, but a lot of times too, it's. I. Don't, I preferred, and I and I talked to uh, uh, act uh, people who are directors and producers who started out as actors, and they and they say, you know, I preferred calling the shots myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, what's great about being a playwright versus a director or a. Uh, an actor is that no one has to let you in the gate. You can do it any damn time you want to, yeah. and nobody is in charge of saying no. You can't do that yet. Uh-uh. Now we aren't going to give you a job. So that was liberating, and I never turned back. It was. That uh, was. It was great.
0: We're gonna. Well, we're gonna talk about your uh, this current production um, in a few minutes. Uh, it's called Two Headed, mm-hmm. and it's by Fran or by uh, Julie and. Uh, directed by Fran at Pygmalion. We'll tell you all about that coming up. But just a couple of other quick things. When was the first time uh, you, Julie Jensen, s- sort of thought, oh, okay, this is working. This playwriting thing is working, and people really do want to read and produce my plays?
2: Um, probably college, but it, it, it was graduate school where it, where it became... Uh, much more of a tangible one yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um and as long as you've got a job that helps you support the habit you're okay Mm -hmm. um and i was teaching i was teaching theater and teaching playwriting so it was i was lucky i got to do theater my whole life and
0: yeah that's where did you teach primarily I taught
2: uh, at Wayne State University, at the University of Notre Dame and, and St. Mary's College. Uh, I taught at UCLA, and, uh, and then I ended my career at
0: UNLV. Your teaching career. Yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, you've done a lot. You've, you've written a lot of plays that have been produced Premiered in Utah, I believe, uh, but uh, but you've all, but the, also your plays are produced and done elsewhere. Um, but you have a special connection here, I guess.
2: I do. Um, I I had a couple of grants when when I finished at UNLV. I had a couple of grants that were hooked up to Salt Lake Acting Company. And I thought, well, I'll be here for a couple of years. That'll that'll be good work, and I'll do it. And then I'll probably go back to L.A. and I really liked the theater scene here. I mm-hmm. thought, why, uh, why would I go back? Why mm-hmm. would I go anywhere? I can't afford to live in New York, and I and I liked it here. And there's something familiar about all of it, and uh, uh, the politics and everything else. So... I felt comfortable, and I really do like the theater scene. It is, it is
0: a really well, good it is. theater it, town. It's, <laughs> it's excellent. How long has Pink Balian Theater been around?
1: Since 1994.
0: That's a good run. Ha- is that is a around. good run. It's a successful, yeah, and you do, how many, you do four or five shows a year?
1: We only do three mainstream. Three? Stage. We do um, a collaborative piece called Rose Exposed Mm -hmm. with the other five resident companies at the Rose Wagner, and then we typically do a fundraiser, so, you know, a total Mm -hmm. of five, but three... Big ones.
0: Mm. Um, how did it come about that uh, you you are now directing and producing uh, Julie Jensen's latest play? I, I guess is this your latest? No, 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 no. no.
2: This one's been around it's, for a while. Oh, it's
0: been done before. Yeah. Ah. It's
2: been in L.A., New York. London.
0: I did read a... I read a New York Times review of it, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, how did it come about that you chose this play to do, and what, what's what's the process there?
1: Well, we'd done a couple of uh, Julie Jensen plays before. We did Last List of Our Mad Mother. My Mad Mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you. Um, we did uh, Cheat, and I directed Cheat. Mm-hmm. And then last season, we did Wait which is one of my all-time favorite shows. And Julie and I um, got along really well, and and we were hanging out at her house and she said you want to do two-headed and i said yeah
0: <laughs> and that by that she meant the name of the play two-headed yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey you want yeah. to I do two-headed <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds me, uh, it know. does a little dirty yeah, or a little, little dirty a little salacious anyway uh a the theater i think maybe we ought to touch on this too uh you, you have a certain philosophy about the kinds of things we have you a do. mission yeah. our mission is to that. give
1: voice to women and that can look like um, playwrights, mm-hmm. typically playwrights, uh, directors, actors, women's uh, roles. We mm. look for great women's roles.
0: The the uh, the the I haven't been for a while, but I remember seeing a play that I took my daughter to it about that. Uh, woman astronomer
1: oh Silent Sky by Lauren Gunderson that was really good
0: and it was well well very well produced and acted and and and, uh, certainly it's not like that it's they're all women in the shows it's there were very strong men's roles in it but it was it did feature a woman uh, and her 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 journey as an astronomer
1: exactly it's from a woman's point of view Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah women live with men (laughs) yeah they do
0: we yeah yeah, I, which I kind of enjoy.
1: I think it works out for I the most too. part. Well,
0: it's it it creates interesting. <laughs> problems sometimes and and but it's all for the good in the long run i think
1: but uh yeah there just aren't as many great women's roles as men's roles there aren't or until very recently there weren't as many opportunities for women directors Mm -hmm. uh in the area although that's really changing and has changed a lot recently in the theater scene here um women playwrights have never gotten the press that male playwrights have and we thought you know there are an awful lot there's an awful lot of talent and we would like to showcase that.
0: Now Two Headed is uh, a play that features prominently two women Uh, and Julie tell us the the story of the play.
2: It's about uh, two young girls they start out age 10 and they progressed to the age of 50 during the course of the play. And they were... It's a shorter play than that. It is. (laughs) It's 80 minutes. In 80 minutes (laughs) you do that. Um, And it's about... um, it's about kids who were in whose parents were involved in the massacre. Mountain Meadows massacre. Mountain Meadows massacre.
0: Yeah. That, now that uh, so there'll be people listening who don't know what that is. So uh, briefly, what is the Mountain Meadows massacre? In
2: 1857, uh, just ten years after the Mormon pioneers arrived in the state. There was a great deal of fright and rumination about the fact that they were going to be occupied by an army from the federal government. And so, in their anxious state, um, they, the Mormon pioneers, watched very carefully and were
0: agitated by. They were paranoid.
2: Uh huh. By a group of. Immigrants Settlers. coming through the state.
0: So, and, so there um, were some uh, people coming through the state of Utah on their way elsewhere to California. Uh, yeah, uh, to California, and, and they were,
2: uh, and they were bothered consistently all the way down the state, and they bothered back, and so there was a massacre of them that was first thought to be by natives.
0: This is down in central Utah?
2: It's down in southern Utah. It's about uh, 15 miles north of St. George.
0: Oh, that far down, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: And uh, 127 people were killed, and um,
0: men, women, and children. Men, women, and children. Yeah. Although there were survivors as well, right? There
2: were, yeah, about 15 children too too young to know
0: what yeah. had happened to them. Under the age of seven. Under the age of seven. That was, and, and so that was blamed on Native Americans. But when did it come out that it wasn't Native Americans that did it?
2: Uh, quite shortly. <laughs> no. It was impossible that they could could have yeah. managed it. It was a very Military plan. Um, the deal was that they were gonna they were gonna walk the immigrants out into safety because Are they, they were that? convinced that they were
0: that's what they told them huh? under attack. Yeah. So
2: they thought, okay, we will walk you out. So it was one person to an uh, yeah. uh, an immigrant together with a Mormon mm-hmm. and on a certain signal. The man shot the guy,
0: the woman they were mm. walking with. Jeez, so, yeah. Uh, and for a long time, and and the order, they, do we really know the order came directly from Salt Lake or? Well, yes and no. We don't know. Hmm. The, the
2: oh. Will Bagley, who's I know Will consummate historian, yeah, will say it came from him, mm-hmm. and he can he can cite you. Chapter and verse. Him being he, Brigham he, Young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's harder to prove mm. than... There's no smoking gun. There's no smoking yeah. gun. Uh, he certainly was behind the idea of put get everything ready. Mm. If that army invades, you move to the mountains and set the houses on fire in your yeah. town. Mm. So that was... Incendiary mm. to say the least. Yeah, and he also put a ban on selling anything to those immigrants because, to any immigrants, mm-hmm. because they needed it, they need the supplies. So that antagonized everybody. Sure, and um, mm-hmm. so he he done certain things that would have suggested that he.
0: Yeah, could have imagined this would happen. So you you uh, you use this as a backdrop for a story, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just there are two just two women in the play. Yeah, uh, it's called Two Headed. Yeah. Um, I guess it's called Two Headed because there are two different heads at work uh-huh. here. The mm-hmm. the two women, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're now. Why, why how did you come up with this framing device or is, is this based on something historical uh, that the, these two women or is this the whole fiction that you created around the actual event
2: it's a fiction to the extent that one of the kids saw it and saw her father that's a fiction you can't he, he weren't were any children who could have seen this yeah. except those that were in it um, and who were being shot at um but i did so I did create that as a fiction mm-hmm. my family um, m- were a part of it, and
0: uh, your the julie jensen 's family
2: my my family uh, was related to William Dame, who was the head of the mormon uh, southern utah mormon militia, and he planned it um, it 's a really military plan, and he he drilled mm-hmm. people, and he lived in Parowan at the time. Mm-hmm. So, did you grow up knowing that? Uh, yes and no. Um, people didn't speak of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They
1: were very two-headed.
2: It was yeah, yes. Yeah, you live in two heads. Um, so, we knew it, but we didn't speak about it, and and kids didn't talk about mm-hmm. it. But there was certainly
0: plenty of ample information about it if you wanted to look now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Fran, what did you see in this play that made you want to direct it?
1: Oh, it's perfect for our organization, for our mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got two absolutely superb women's roles. It was written by a Utah playwright who is a woman and a recognized woman. It is a Utah story. It is thoroughly a Utah story. It is a Mormon story and kind of a universal story at the same time, but not that universal Mm -hmm. because fortunately there aren't that many Massacres. Nor did polygamy happen in other states, and it's about it's about polygamy as much as it is about the massacre. And
0: in in a certain odd way, it's timely, isn't it? Based on the what the events of of the news uh, this past week of yeah. the uh, yeah. of the uh, Mormon families, uh, the fundamentalist Mormon families in Mexico that were massacred. Indeed,
2: I think it's also you're tracking. Uh, this young woman from uh, the time of the events to the age of 50 and you watch her deal with that kind of trauma mm. what does it look like when your dad's killing people so yeah. um, ptsd and all of those issues that have something to do with having witnessed mass shootings having been a part of our Can't military. Yeah. Um, our, uh, those, are, those are subjects this, this play deals with in, indirectly. Oh, and
1: that's seminal, but also critical is the personal relationships and losing. Yeah. It, it, they lived very, very hard lives, these women. Well, I'm sure that all the pioneers, both the men and the women, lived terribly hard lives. And they were subject to all sorts of illnesses and died young and to lose people or have to put people out of their misery because they have rabies is part mm. of the show. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, and, and how polygamy influences a whole family structure and generations to come, it's, it's enormous. So the influence that the culture, and I'm going to say the culture as much as the church mm-hmm. has on these two women, because they're very divergent, one of the the women uh, rejects rejects the culture, and one of the women embraces it. And they and you don't really uh, it, both points of view are are very very well articulated in the play.
0: Mm. Uh, so you have two women uh, playing these roles, and um, they have to go um, from age. 10, I think you said, to age 50.
1: 10, 20, 30, 40, and 50. We see them in intervals of 10 years.
0: There are any number of ways, I guess, you could try and accomplish that uh, using the same two actresses. I mean, you could try it with try makeup effects and things like that, or you could try costume. Uh, I don't, how, how do you, or how does it work? How do you do Bill, this? Bill,
1: they do it with their acting. <laughs>
0: I thought that's probably what you were going to say. I well, mean they,
1: we got some costume stuff. We've got some, some little stage touches. movement stuff. Um, we've got some set stuff in terms of trying mm-hmm. to show a change of season and mm-hmm. but for the most part it's really up to the actors and middle age is difficult. You know, you'd rather have be 80. It's yeah. easier to show 80 than oh, yeah. it is to show 40. Yeah, yeah. They're very gifted. Actors. Who
0: are these actors?
1: Uh Brenda Hatting plays Lavinia, and Haley McCormick Jenkins plays Hetty.
0: And how, how old are the actors themselves, um, like, approximately?
1: Well, one's mid-30s, the other's mid-40s, So, but I'm not going to tell you which one.
0: Okay. I don't, I don't really care. It just, it, 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 now, it's fascinating to think, so these women uh, actors playing 10-year-old, that's to me. That would be the biggest challenge to do it uh, and not have it come across as being it's just corny. silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're yeah. right. That must that that must be a challenge.
1: Well, you have to be yourself at ten, and not and, an idea
0: of a child at ten. Yeah, that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, you're not
1: playing a kid. You're playing, you're playing yourself at ten, and that is challenging. But it's just as challenging to be forty. Um, yeah. 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 if you're not 40
0: um the um it it sounds really serious uh- <laughs> Are there moments? There are moments of, are moments of, of levity yeah. in oh, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. About the Mountain and Meadows then, massacre. Well,
1: okay, that's a little dark. <laughs> the jokes.
0: Yeah, but I listen. There's a movie out right now. You probably have heard of it called Jojo Rabbit, yeah. where a kid has his imaginary best friend as Adolf Hitler. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is possible to be. I, I assume it's funny because it I looks think, funny. I think. Um,
2: I think what, what makes this, I, I won't say exactly funny, but. No, I wouldn't call it's, it exactly funny, but it it it, it when has, you have two people who know each other really, really well, they can't get away with very much, and that becomes a kind of human bond with those two
0: actors as well as mm-hmm. with us and them.
2: So, it I think feels, Breaking Bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Does, um do now just in the story? Do these two women are they? Around each other for for that whole period of time, or do they do they have a, a break in their relationship and they come back together? Or
2: yeah,
1: they do. They uh, they do, uh, but not on stage. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. We're 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 dropping down every ten years and and watching what's happening that day. I see. And some of uh, one of them, Hetty, has gone to uh, Connecticut with her. She's the second wife of one of the
0: of the other woman's <laughs> mm-hmm. father. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, like you did. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like in some people states. still
0: do it. So well, some yeah. still do. I know. Some That's still true. do. Okay. Has it been, um, and I mentioned the uh, the uh, really horrific events in, in Mexico mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, I don't know if all the truth of that will come out. Uh, you know, there are all kinds of stories and people are trying to spin it this way or that way. But is it has it occurred to you to maybe do something, somebody's going to do a movie of it or a play or something somebody will do it you know yeah, Why, yeah, maybe Julie Jensen should do it <laughs> <laughs> I you might so. be the one um, it's uh, playing at uh, the Rose Wagner Theater yes sir Pygmalion Production it's called Two Headed um Are the, uh, and so the show dates, let's give the show dates now. This will be playing, you know, various times before and after the show dates. But when is it running?
1: um, November 8th.
0: Starts on the 8th, okay. Which
1: is Friday, November 8th. We play through the 23rd. We play Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. We play Sunday matinees. We close on a Saturday, however, and we have a double that day. That is uh, uh, at 2 o'clock, 7.30, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's called Two Headed, uh, and it's Julie Jensen uh, is the playwright. Fran uh, Prine is the director, and uh, Pygmalion Theater has done very well for itself, I must say. Um, I think uh, probably it had that has a lot to do with Fran Prine.
2: Oh, you're kind. yes, it does. You're yes, kind. it does.
0: Somebody who has the I I, I mean it's so hard to. To say, you know, I'm going to make this work, and it will work, and it because God knows, theater is one of the most difficult things to do. There are too many moving parts uh, to get it together. I mean, I don't know. I'm in a play right now that's. Produced by a company up in Ogden, the Ziegfeld Theater, uh, yeah. the Rocky Horror Show. Yeah, yeah. That's why I have this stupid mustache. Uh-huh. No, but it's good. Because I'm just the, I'm the narrator, so I don't yeah. have much to yeah. do. Except they, have a mustache. Yeah, and, and say a few things during the production. and they But they called me up and they said, would, would you like to do it? And I said, well, yeah, I think. But then I thought, what if they're terrible? I know. What if they're what if they're terrible? I hadn't seen anything they'd done, and as it turns out, they're very talented, and they're good. It's yeah. a it's a great production, but I'm that's why I mean all these moving parts coming together. How does it's too hard? You're, no, it's, you're they, crazy.
1: Yeah, it's 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 exhilarating. Yeah, it's truly truly I believe the most collaborative art form.
0: Yep. You have,
1: you have your actors and your designers and your technicians and your playwright, and everybody has their part, and yet everybody does pretty well staying in their own lanes.
0: Mm-hmm. It, is, it is fascinating uh, that you can get all those people to come together and do the same thing, but they do it uh, for the love of it, really.
2: They do it for the love of it, and when you think about working anywhere in any field in the world... You don't have a group of people who say, oh my God, I want to do this. I really, really want to do it well. Mm -hmm. The best work I've ever done. Nobody does it that way, yeah. but they do in the theater every time yeah.
0: out. Yeah.
2: Doesn't mean that it always ends up the best thing no. ever.
0: No, I've been in some pretty tried. awful productions.
2: They tried, damn it. They really tried, <laughs> and, and so they, there's there's a great spirit about it. And it also ends on the high note. You know, yeah. you, you go through the the awful part, and then and then it opens. It's like, oh, well, this is fun.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, and now, have you got something coming up after this? How? What's the? What is after this? Uh, two-headed
1: uh, flying by Sheila. I think it's Sheila Crowley. I haven't mm-hmm. met Sheila yet. She's from Florida, but she's coming out for the show. Mm-hmm. It's about um, women Air Force, who the, the the women who were hired by the Air Force to become pilots. The wax. The wax. Yes. Who are never officially part of the Air Force. They were hired to test fly planes, to fly the planes and and drag things behind them so that the pilots could shoot at those things they're dragging behind them to be mechanics. Mm. And then at the end of the war, they were just fired. Yeah, thanks a lot. Given yep. <laughs> not given jobs. Yep, not given jobs, which was really stupid because mm-hmm. they were really, really gifted pilots. They knew what they were doing, and they, I guess, the well, they had to give men jobs that came back. And they assumed women would be just perfectly happy to go back to their mm-hmm. former lives. And some were, and many weren't.
0: <laughs> If if uh, people want to um, get involved in in the theater and maybe think oh this sounds right up my alley uh, uh, women centric uh, theater company Pygmalion uh, I'd really like to be a part of that either acting or or technical support or anything else uh, is there should be a way to do that well, I well we've
1: got a website uh, reach out to us through the website or even call the box office and they'll give you my number my personal number I'm not going to do that on your podcast. <laughs>
0: Uh, so it just look for Pygmalion theater uh, on the website and um, and it 'll come up
1: it 's pygmalionproductions.org.
0: Pygmalionproductions.org. org uh, I hope this is a huge success uh, julie jensen what 's what 's on tap for you after you see this through
2: um, well i 'm working on a play that 's commissioned by a theater um, in Chicago. And um, so that is in process. It's going to have a reading next week. Week
0: in Chicago or uh, here? No,
2: here at uh, Plan B. Oh, there. yeah. Um, and see, that's that's why. Th- th- Theater in this town is amazing. I it mean, is. I get, I get to work in three theaters. I, who gets that?
0: Yeah, gets I that? mean, it's in Plan B does yeah, great stuff. But,
2: yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and we all say so that's what I not each, each other does
0: great stuff. I and that's nice too. There's not a lot of rivalry there. It's all let's all do it and make it good.
1: Let's let's <laughs> let's, let's show up for each other's shows.
0: Yeah, let's yeah. Show up. Yeah. 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 That, that's an interesting idea to write on commission. Uh, but it's what? just that they give you a little money. It's yeah. very little to write
2: the next play. They want to. They what? did a play of mine called Winter, um, about two or three years ago, mm-hmm. and then called me up, and said, um, "What are you thinking about?" And I said, "I don't know yet, but let me I'll
0: think about it and we'll talk about it." Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it was. And then, what what if they don't like it? They won't do it. They won't, and That's okay. But, and they won't take the money back either, will they?
2: No, that's <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Do, they don't get sorry. the money back. But it, it, they don't have. They're not committed. It's not a. That's not the
0: deal. Yeah, it, I was. I was wondering if you, when you do something on commission like that, if you, like you, if they, they say, I'm sorry, we don't like this. Do it again. Do some more. Well, it's a it's a little gentler than that. They uh, do. You do have to. Maybe they'll send it for rewrites sometimes. Oh or, God, yes. And say, Julie, oh, this Lord. doesn't work yeah. quite the way oh, yeah. w- we think it should. And
2: we're doing we're doing a reading of it next week. So. And then, then they say. Okay, so let us know how it goes. Let us know. Let me, let me hear everything that happens. Let me.
0: Do they do? do uh, I mean, uh, if you do a reading like that, I, w- if I were the theater in Chicago, I'd say, right, here are some cards. I want the audience to write down their reactions on the cards, and then you send these to us. They
2: trust me. They do. <laughs> I'll report. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> the good and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's great to meet you. It's great to meet you, Bill. Um, you. And uh, Fran, nice to see you again as well. As always. I admire. Your your work. I admire your work, Julie Jensen. I think it's just great whenever anybody can make a go of it in the arts. Bravo.
2: That's absolutely true. And look how old I am. I'm still doing it. That's nice. You
0: must be at least 40. I'm I'm working toward 40. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Uh, Thanks a lot for being with us. Thank you. Uh, That's it. Uh, uh, Pygmalion Productions Uh, It's called Two Headed, Julie Jensen's uh, play, and it starts on the 8th of November, runs through the 23rd of November, november and uh so just go to pygmalionproductions.org. you'll find tickets and show times and if you want to be a part of the theater all right? thank you all right that's it thank you dick clark for helping me produce the show well no not for helping me produce the show dick clark does produce the show i just talk Uh, Thank you to The Daily for hosting us here, 222 South Main. Check it out in downtown Salt Lake. If you have not been to The Daily, uh, you really should be here. And uh, we'll see you again another time. And remember, if you're pouring drinks, always make mine a double. (laughs)
1: Right into the mic. Right into the mic. The mic.
0: I'm an Ogden boy through and through. Cool. I try again. I tried to put that behind me at one point in my life, but I
1: like Ogden. I couldn't do it. You're I like, like Ogden a lot. You know
2: where I'm from? I don't. Beaver.
0: Beaver? Mm-hmm. You're from the Holden Fillmore Beaver area. I am, indeed. Yeah. yeah. I didn't.
2: There's, you know, it's it's a cultural hub. <laughs> yeah. A little known cultural hub.
0: Yeah. I never I never really realized this that dirty joke association <laughs> with Fillmore Beaver until I met the <laughs> sheriff of not Fillmore. I think he was the sheriff of Beaver. Uh-huh. And it turns out he was a sh- listener of our radio show and we were down there doing something and I think we were, anyway uh, he came up and he said, "So, how do you feel uh, how, do you like being here in the Fillmore Beaver area?" <laughs> And I went, oh, I never kind of. And he said, actually, it's the Holden Fillmore Beaver area. And I went, he said, yeah, we're locals. We all make that joke.
2: When I was a kid, they used to steal the signs,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the road signs, entering Beaver and leaving Beaver. Both. Mm-hmm. They, the yep. college kids stole those signs. They were all over a dorm room.
0: Yeah, it's, it's bizarre.